Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Your coordination and bounds you to stimulate around the eyes. Greatest and greatest wellness trends, treatments, and experience. Magnesium is naturally found in foods like This is the Well and Good Podcast. Tune in to find the wellness that fits your frequency. Hi everyone, Kate here, General Manager of Well and Good. And today you are going to hear me in conversation with three of our incredible fitness reporters. We are going to talk about everything that is shaping the fitness world for 2022. And I loved this convo because I think that the fitness industry has been so advanced by the pandemic, a small silver lining for the shit show that was the last 18 months. And you are going to hear all about it today. So let's get straight into that convo. I'm Zoe Weiner. I'm the senior beauty editor at Well and Good. I'm Ali Finney. I'm the deputy editor of Brand Initiatives. I'm Jordan Galloway. I'm a freelance editor and writer and a contributing editor at Well and Good. So I really think that fitness is one of the industries that has been wildly accelerated by the pandemic. I kind of think about it as though the pandemic and, you know, the changes that were born of that really had the fitness industry accelerating by a decade. We have seen so much change, so much innovation. I think it's a really exciting space. I'd love to hear each of your POVs on all of the change that we've seen in this space. George, let's start with you. I would say first off that I totally agree. I feel like when I was thinking about this, that disruption often begets innovation. And I feel like we definitely saw this in fitness during the pandemic. There wasn't a single company, big or small, that didn't have their business model disrupted in some way by COVID in the last two years. And so what that has done is opened a space for a lot of creativity and innovation as people try to figure out how to pivot, which direction they want to turn to, what their communities need, because I think it's not just about business. I think they saw the communities that they've built for many years suffering and trying to figure out how they could be of support during that time. And I think probably for me, a lot of what has accelerated this process in fitness is this idea that I think in the before, 
people were very nervous to put anything out there if it wasn't perfect and polished and vetted and beta tested and theta tested. You know, they really wanted it to be this clean, clean product or else they weren't going to do it. And that wasn't an option for so many reasons during the pandemic. So what you saw were people just being more willing to be vulnerable and just put it out there. Whether the lighting was great in their video, whether the audio was perfect, whether their playlists were working, I think all of those things kind of went to the wayside. And so we saw this huge influx of new fitness from just individual trainers doing their own thing to brands that wanted to expand their offerings and do things like Instagram lives, which maybe they weren't doing before, or just having trainers videotaping workouts in their apartments and not in the studio that, you know, the perfectly polished space that they had for creating online content. So those are just some of the things that I've seen in this kind of accelerator incubator that I think we're all in right now. It's so true. I think it's a very, it's a very good point that people were just forced to put things out before they necessarily would have in the before times. And thank goodness they did, because I think we've seen some really exciting offerings. Zoe or Al, anything to add there? Yeah. You know, I spent much of the last kind of year and a half reporting on a lot of fitness industry trends. And I think Jordan hit a lot of it. It was really cool to kind of have a front row seat to watch the progression of how things changed kind of from March of 2020 when Jim shut down to where we are now. I remember I worked on a story right at the beginning. I want to say it was maybe a week after lockdown went into effect about how all of these trainers were doing exactly what Jordan just talked about, which was bringing their offerings online to Instagram Live and really creating communities around these things at a time when people's communities had been disrupted at a time when their routines had been disrupted and they were really giving them new ways to do that, new ways to work out. And I think that really gave rise to a realization that working out at home can be great and that you don't necessarily need to leave your living room to get a great sweat in as long as you found something that works for you, whether that's a free workout on YouTube, whether that's finding community via Instagram Live, whether that's using one of Well and Good's digital workouts. And then looking six months past that kind of first wave, we got into then people were starting to return to gyms and brands were tasked with figuring out how to operate in that new world. And that's where we saw this term kind of hybrid fitness or omni-channel fitness really developing where brands were figuring out how to meet people where they were, whether that was in the gym, whether that was at home and really creating new opportunities in many different ways to give people new ways to work out. And I think all of that has led us to where we are now. And it's a really exciting time with all of these new trends that we're seeing making way for 2022. And just to piggyback on what Zoe was saying, I think that we're at this really exciting moment for hybrid fitness where all of the technology that's been happening in homes is now going to start happening in the gyms as well. So something that's happening just now and is going to really accelerate in 2022, I think, is this model wherein Crunch is partnering with Swerve. And if you don't know what Swerve is, it was a studio in New York City where you would basically go for a cycling class, you would be put on a team and you would compete against other people in the studio on a team and would potentially win or lose based on effort. So now what they're doing is essentially using an HQ to film those classes and broadcast them to crunch gyms around the States where every gym is its own team. So we're sort of seeing this omni-channel fitness play out in gyms as well. Digital is entering 
a new space and it's kind of widening the landscape in a lot of ways for what gyms can do, what studios can do. And I think how we all sweat will benefit. It's so cool. I find the innovation in this space really fascinating. And one of the most innovative trends that we're looking at for 2022 is the third wave of DigiFirst Fitness and really how very exciting futuristic technology is being layered into digital fitness to make the offering more sophisticated and more personalized. So you've been reporting this trend out. Can you explain this latest evolution that we're seeing in fit tech? Yeah. So I remember a couple of years ago when digital fitness really, there were a few smaller players bringing things online. And one of the biggest concerns that came out from the conversations that I was having with studio owners who hadn't brought their workouts online yet was this idea that if you are home by yourself, there is a lot of risk of getting hurt. There is a lot of risk of not doing the workouts properly, not really knowing if a trainer tells you to get down into a squat, you could think you're doing a squat, but you're really not. And you know, you're then not getting all the benefits of the workout or you're running the risk of hurting your knees. And what all of this new technology that we're seeing does, it gives you real-time feedback about what you're doing in your workout. And there are a few different ways that it does it, but one of of the biggest that we're seeing, it's coming through in these motion tracking monitors or sensors, which it pairs up with a high-tech machine, which is a pretty hefty investment, like a mirror or even with your phone or your computer and uses sensors to really keep track of what you're doing in your workout. So it can tell you in real time, hey, that was a great squat, or hey, you're actually pulling your knees back too far. You're actually not bending down quite far enough. Like here's what you need to be doing to really make sure that you're doing this workout right. And then in addition to actually keeping track of your movements, it can then use this information and data to make suggestions about your workout. So it has all of this information about how you're working out, what you're doing, the progress you're making, and then it can really take all of that and say, okay, you've perfected the squat. Now let's add jump squats into your regimen. Let's add sumo squats. Let's take this to the next level. And it's really working with you and your skill level to not only ensure that you're doing it right and not hurting yourself, but really progressing in a way that makes sense for your body. How does this magic technology work? I find it so mind-blowing. Can you try and explain it in the simplest terms possible? Yes. So take, for example, the Tempo. The Tempo launched a few years ago with a really cool piece of equipment that they were calling their smart home gym. And it came with a big piece of physical equipment and all of these weights and a screen where you could watch a trainer perform a workout that you were meant to follow along with. But inside of the equipment, it had a motion monitoring camera that could actually watch your body as it moved and could then use that information based on data points that it had within its technology to ensure that you were moving the way that you were supposed to. And in addition to that, all of the weights and the bands and the accessories that the equipment came along with were also connected. So it could tell how heavy the weights you were lifting were because of this connection. It could tell how many reps you were doing because of this connection. And it was, again, able to use that information to tell you, okay, like, you're ready to go heavier. Okay, let's go lighter on this weight. You know, your lunge form is a bit off because it could tell if you were not stepping your leg far back enough or if you weren't getting down low enough because of these sensors that it had in the system. So it could really inform you what you were doing right or wrong. And so do you have to have a piece of hardware to be able to tap into this trend? 
So that used to be the case. I think when Tempo launched, it was really exciting because this was one of the first iterations we saw of this tech, but now it's really becoming more and more accessible. We're seeing really cool new opportunities from brands who are effectively allowing you to pair your laptop and your computer and turn it into this sort of motion tracking technology. So Onyx, for example, is a digital platform that uses your computer camera as a motion tracking sensor. Tempo actually just launched a more affordable version of its equipment that uses your cell phone instead of one big piece of equipment. And it uses your cell phone camera to track your motions instead of having to have a huge, you know, piece of fitness equipment in your living room. And there's another brand called Chemtai that's another, you know, online platform that uses your computer camera, your iPhone camera to make the same sort of tracking. And they are also rolling out tech that helps use that data that's collecting to help you progress your workouts. It allows you to select trainers who you like to work with, who have all different fitness levels and body types and things like that. So you can really log on to a computer basically and get the personal training experience without having to make a really heavy investment into a piece of equipment or in a real life trainer. I think the fact that it is making really individualized, personalized training, more accessible is amazing. But also there's a motivation piece as well. As someone who loves at-home fitness and does a lot of it, and, you know, I would class myself as a pretty motivated person, there is nothing like getting energy from someone else. And whether you're in an IRL class or being able to work with a trainer like this or being able to work with a system that is giving you enough personalized feedback that you feel like you're getting something and it's not just you having to internally motivate, I think is is a great thing. And so on to another exciting evolution in both the digital and IRL fitness world is this shift towards some of our favorite fitness brands really pushing to be one-stop well-being shops and looking to offer more than fitness. We are really seeing this across the industry. And Jordan, I would love for you to unpack this trend for me. Happy to, Kate. I think that this is one of the most exciting progressions that I've seen in the fitness space in the last few years, because for so long, brands were really hyper-focused on specializing and drilling down into one specific fitness modality. I think when you're trying to build a brand, it's easier if people know you for something, right? You know the Pelotons and the soul cycles of the world for spinning. You know the berries and the orange theories of the world for boot camps and high-intensity interval training. And I think that that was really the model and the framework that every fitness brand looking to scale adopted from like 2005 onward. But now those brands have really established themselves. They've come into their own. They have hundreds of thousands of followers. And I think that they're asking themselves what's next. And that's what I kind of gleaned from talking to a lot of different teams, just different fitness brands over the last few months. And for a lot of them, what that next is, is how do we expand our brand to encompass things that ladder up into our overall, you know, brand message. So we all know that what you do for the 30 to 60 minutes in the gym for your workout is the smallest part of what is 
happening to your health and well-being via exercising. So these brands are really smart. Like any trainer knows that that workout is important, but it's also really important what you're doing the other 23 hours of the day. And so now brands are starting to really tap into that philosophy and share it a little bit more broadly. And so what you're seeing is them focusing on things like nutrition, focusing on recovery, focusing on data-driven labs and medical testing in order to give you really fine-tuned, personalized feedback that's going to help not just your workouts, but help your well-being in general and support your well-being in general. And so I think that's what we're seeing now is the people who trust them, trust them to do more than, you know, teach them how to do squats or teach them how to spin properly. They want to know what should I be eating? How should I be recovering? What is a good benchmark for a resting heart rate or my VO2 max? These are all things that anyone who's really dedicated to their health and wellness and fitness routine wants to know and from people that they already trust. And so I think you're seeing brands starting to offer those services for that exact reason. Yeah, it's really cool. And to the point you made, you know, at Well and Good, we're big believers in your well-being is a big textural thing that's made up of many different parts. And we're really seeing the fitness industry embrace this idea. And so, Jord, during your reporting of this, are there a couple of brands that you think are most exciting or that are doing a really good job? Yeah, absolutely. I think the brand that I, even as a Pilates purist that I am, that I'm the most excited about is CrossFit. I just think that they are not just wading into this space. They are jumping into the deep end. They are cannonballing. They are going all in. And I'm here for that type of energy. So the exciting thing that they've done is they basically started their own healthcare network in partnership with a telemedicine provider called Wild Health. But they are now offering primary care from doctors who are not only doctors, but they're also certified CrossFit trainers. And just that marrying of those two lifestyles, I think is so exciting for members of the CrossFit community because no one outside of that community is ever going to really know what it's like to work out in a box, to be a CrossFitter. And you really need that understanding, I think, from your primary care provider in order for them to be giving you the type of guidance that is going to support the lifestyle that you're dedicated to. And honestly, this was something that in my follow-up reporting, I just found out today actually, is that CrossFit has also launched its own nutrition plan, which I think is so smart. It feels like a natural progression. I think that fitness and diet and nutrition go hand in hand. That being able to give people the tools to really educate themselves about the elements that are going to do the most to influence their health and well-being and inform the way that they're eating and dieting when they're doing such a intense level of exercise is so cool and so important. I think that is definitely my number one. I will also say another brand that is exciting to me is through Equinox and Equinox's app, Equinox Plus, which houses several different boutique fitness, the apps or the online offerings for several different boutique fitness brands, one of which is SoulCycle. They are now doing an integration with Whoop, which is a fitness and recovery tracker, if you're unfamiliar. But what I think is so cool is now 
through that partnership and through that integration, you will get served as a soul cycle writer. You will get recommended different classes based on the level of actual recovery that you have at any given time so that you know when to go hard and you know when to ease off the pedal, so to speak. But I think that level of feedback that's based on your heart rate, your own personal data metrics is so cool and something that a soul cycle would not be able to offer without this integration through the Equinox Plus app, and this partnership with Whoop. The CrossFit example is so interesting and exciting to me too because I'm also not personally a CrossFitter, but I know how much of a toll CrossFit can take on your body. And I think the approach to really making CrossFit part of your lifestyle and treating your physical health through a lens of I am a crossfitter and I do all these things to my body that are really quite intense is really smart. And I am a user of the Equinox app and I think it's really impressive how much that app has developed over the last two years. You know, the app used to be I just need to check in to the club and and that's it. And now as someone who also loves Pilates and particularly loves Megaforma. I love that you can access Solid Core through their app. I love that you can do cool things with SoulCycle and much, much more. So great examples. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. And so now pivoting a little bit, among all of this innovation, there is one modality that seems to just be really enduring. And it's funny to call this modality a trend because it definitely isn't a trend. It's as old as time, or at least as old as I can remember. But at-home cycling is just going from strength to strength. Honestly, every year we try and call a modality that we think is going to be really popular. And being really honest, it was hard this year because I think with the diversification of offering of fitness over the last two years, everyone's trying all different things. And I think lots of people are enjoying trying all different things. So it's kind of hard to pinpoint like what is the thing. And so really where our research led us to was all these people bought bikes, they want to use them and various different brands and interesting brands, brands that don't offer cycling hardware are innovating to meet those consumers. So Ali, you've been reporting on this trend no signs of the spinning popularity slowing, hey? No signs. But to your point, like when our executive editor, Abby, was like, okay, at-home cycling is our trend this year. I wanted to like go full Conan O'Brien and just like knock it out of her hands and watch it hit the wall. And then I was like, okay, I'll report it. I didn't knock it out of her hands because she's my boss. Reported it and really found some pretty interesting, most of which was that cycling is kind of like 
a testing ground for all of the other tech that's happening. So what we see happen in cycle often trickles down to like tread. It often trickles down to strength. It often trickles down to Pilates. One of the most exciting areas of cycling that I am personally keeping my eye on is the gamification of, of spin. It's something that brands like Zwift and Ruby have really been doing for a while. And those audiences tend to be more like road race enthusiasts who want to get their their ride in at home. But Peloton just launched Lane Break and Beta, which I think indicates that they're really looking at gaming and gamification. There are two new spin bikes for gamified spinning that have just come out. And it just sort of seems like this is an area that is just going to continue and continue. So while your bike is not new, all the programming on it is. And I think we're really sort of seeing brands dapple with technology that keeps people engaged and keeps people on the bike. Because not everyone's a road racer and not everyone wants to take a Peloton class, but there are a lot of people who want to like play their switch and get a sweat in at the same time. And I think that's like a cool new way that brands are really trying to reach new customers. And what are some of the brands that you wouldn't typically think of as cycling brands who are entering the spinning space? Yeah. So Obey is now launching some spin content. They don't have a bike, but I think we've just seen time and time again that like you can use that content when you're at the gym. Similarly, Apple has cycling content. They don't have a bike. But again, once you've signed up for Apple Fitness Plus, you can really use it anywhere you are at the gym. And they have spin. And then the Mix Bike, which is a cycling platform, just launched. They were acquired by Beachbody. And so they launched this new platform called Body, but it's Bod Eye for those who are Googling it. And essentially, you can project your workout onto the screen where your instructor is teaching the class and they can give you form corrections and things like that. So there are a ton of people entering the space that are new. And there are a ton of people who are typically spinning companies who are just iterating and iterating and iterating to get it right. So are there any other modalities that any of you think are worth watching alongside spinning? I will just say I've seen proof that connected Pilates, Jordan and Kate, you will be so thrilled. It's going to continue I've seen more and more proof that connected Pilates is going to be a real game changer for people who like that modality. And we're seeing tech enhanced equipment start to launch, which is very cool. I also think we're going to see some climbing at home. A new brand called Climber just launched and it's really a first of its kind. It's elliptical meets Stairmaster meets full body climbing experience. And I have a feeling people are going to hop on the climbing at home trend hard. And I wouldn't be surprised if we saw more of that in the future. I think I'm starting to see across the board with different fitness modalities is just more of a focus on intelligent programming, functional movement, anatomies. And when I say intelligent programming or design, I mean that while trainers have always been doing that on the back end, I think they're really making more of a push to explain the why behind the workouts that they're programming and training for people. I think they're putting way more of an emphasis on how these apply to everyday life. That's the functional part of it. And just like the anatomy. So they're just getting smarter. You're learning more in your workout classes than you probably were in times before. And so hearing about different muscle groups, their function, how they're working, why you're working them, just starting to hear a lot more of this in conversation that would have been deemed maybe like, quote unquote, too technical in 
prior times and the before. So I think that's really cool because I think it's more about giving people access to knowledge and, and how powerful that is as a tool, not only in life, but in your workouts as well. Yeah, I think that is such an important horizontal trend that's happening across the industry and to your point, just further empowers people on their on their fitness journeys. I mean, I'm really hoping the, it's not, it is a modality, but it's kind of a trend within a modality. I'm really hoping for a more affordable at-home megaformer. I would love to do megaformer Pilates at home, um, but I want a piece of tech that is small and not a million dollars. And then Al, if there's a connected element and some AI coaching, then I will definitely take that as well. So another question for all of you, got a couple of rapid fire questions. So we can go Zoe Ali Jord and then we'll reverse it for the question after. But for this first question, how do you all think most people will be working out over 22? Will it be at home, in studio, outdoors, with their Oculus? I don't know, both, all of the above. What do you think, Zoe? I think hybrid is where it's at. I think people are going to work out at home when they want to, in studios when they want to. And really, I think what this past year has shown us is that flexibility is key and it's really just finding what works for you. I also do think people are going to be working out in the metaverse, maybe not in 2022, but looking ahead, I have a feeling that we will be having much bigger conversations about that Oculus Fitness, which is great, by the way. But I have a feeling that will be increasing in our conversations in the near future. Yeah, I I kind of echo what Zoe said. I think the thing that I hope people really re- recognize in 2022 is that like you can do less and feel better. Like you can really kind of free yourself from this idea that like you have to be at the gym every day or you have to be on your bike every day or you have to be whatever, like do what feels good for your body. And wherever that happens is great. Like if it's a walk one day and a spin the next and hitting the gym the next, great. And if it's like not doing that for an amount of time, like also cool. I absolutely agree with both of those pers- perspectives. I think my perspective and what I'm seeing and also just what I'm feeling myself is I think we're going to have that pendulum swing back a bit. People have been at home so much and exercising at home so much over the last two years that I think you will see more of a desire to be in physical spaces. And I think that that is not because people won't continue to work out at home, but I think it's just a desire for connection. And so if you can go back to a studio, I think you're going to see people do that. And I think you're going to see people return to gyms for the same reason. And I think it has to do with the idea that these places are like third spaces that hold a lot of importance to people outside of just the exercise itself. So, you know, if you're really just on the days that you're just there for the work, I think there's still those at-home options, but I think you're going to see people making choices that have to do as much with connection as they do with, you know, getting in a good sweat. You're all so smart. I agree. I agree with all of the above. And it's funny in my own workout tendencies as someone who really does like to work out, I'm seeing a little bit of each thing you touched upon, trying to listen to my body more and really be more intentional about what I'm doing every day and what I want to do every day. And then also the convenience of at home is unparalleled, but I'm bored of only working out by myself and excited about safely going back to studios and having that in-person experience. So co-signed on all fronts. And to close us out, 
I would love to hear from each of you. We'll go Jordan, Ali, Zoe this time. Which fitness brand is most exciting to you right now? And we kind of touched upon how you will all move next year. So maybe instead you can tell me what your favorite athleisure brand is right now. Who are you loving wearing to work out? I would say that honestly, I am the most excited to see what CrossFit does in the next year, because I think that they're really trying to do big things and they have a huge community and the impact of that could really reverberate through uh, the fitness space in a way that I don't know that everyone can. On the digital fitness side, I am excited to see all the changes that are happening with the Equinox Plus app. I just feel like we're getting a lot of integration and a lot of bang for your buck, a lot of offering from that space. And I think I'm curious to see how that's going to change. And I would also add to that the Apple Fitness Plus, because I feel like they are continuing to roll out new features on a regular basis that it's keeping me engaged. And I think especially if you're focused on at-home fitness, having variety and newness is going to be a big part of keeping that engagement for 2022. And then in terms of fitness brands or activewear brands, this will come as no... Well, maybe a surprise for people who don't know me, but I have a big focus on sustainability and I've been getting really into Reformation's activewear. And I think that they are quietly becoming a go-to for a lot of women, not just in New York and not just sustainably focused sweaters, but I think they're doing really beautiful stuff in great materials that are still every bit as keen on performance as some of their more commercial counterparts. The fitness brand I'm most excited about is Sweatworks, which is this really cool agency that does digital fitness for a lot of different brands. And Mo Iqbal is 100% like the most interesting man in the fitness industry, hands down. He just talks for hours and I could listen to him just, I don't know, he's fascinating and has so much insight. And so I think the work that that brand is doing is actually really wide ranging and sweeping the industry because uh, they just get to touch so much. So that's really cool. And I think that anyone who is interested in how fitness tech works, you should look him up. That leisure brand that I'm wearing the most is New Balance because I just really ran a marathon with them. And I think that they're doing a lot of really cool collaborations with people who are awesome. One of our change makers, Sydney McLaughlin, they just did a collaboration with their Staub collab is always really lovely. And yeah, they're just kind of killing it on all fronts. I've talked about them a bunch, but I think the brand that I'm the most excited about is Tempo. I think, you know, they really led the charge as far as form tracking movement and personalization goes. And they raised a lot of money last year. And it's really exciting to see that they used that investment to develop something that made their tech more accessible. And I'm hoping that that kind of inspires some of the other brands in the industry who are offering this tech at higher price points to explore what their options could be at a $300 or $400 model versus a $2,000 model. So I'm excited about the tech, about their new move platform, which I have now already ordered and am awaiting arrival in the new year. But I'm just really excited about the fact that they could be leading the charge on the personalization side of the industry in a new and accessible way. As far as active wear goes, I 
will forever be a girlfriend collective girl. I just think their stuff is so cute, so comfortable. It's sustainably made. It's hard to get your hands on because I feel like the drops sell out very, very quickly, but everything they launch, I just dive at the chance to try out for myself, whether it's leggings and sports bras, which are compressive and comfortable and won't show sweat, which is great for me, or like their cozy jackets or their sweatpants that I've been wearing pretty much every day. So yeah, I've been living in that for workouts and for work. So that's my favorite. It's all one and the same these days. Who are you wearing, Kate? I really like, well, at this very exact moment, I'm wearing a sweatshirt. So I guess an athleisure brand that I really like is The Great. It's honestly very expensive. So I only ever buy the great on sale because it's not cheap, but they're incredibly sustainable. I think they make beautiful things. Another brand that I really love that is also bigger in California is Make the Label. So they do sweat sesh stuff and also athleisure, also sustainable. And I don't actually know if their founders are Australian, but because it's called Make the Label, I assume they are. So I I always like that as well. And with that, well done team, we're done. On today's show, you heard from Well and Good's very own Jordan Galloway, Ali Finney, and Zoe Weiner. This episode was produced by Taylor Camille, Ella Dove, and me, along with many other hands and brains at Well and Good. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and share this episode with all of your mates. Mixing and scoring by our sound engineer, Joanna Samuel, and our theme music was created by Madeline Lakomsky and Matt DiDomenico. Our show art was designed by Jenna Gibson and Karina Masonette. Special thanks to Jess Friedman, Jen Snyder, and Cassie Wolf. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on AutoTrader. Just you wait. AutoTrader.